Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, and uh, I kind of tailored my pretentious beer-drinking ways this week to, for the beer review. Oh, we talked about this in the pre-show, and it's going to be good. And uh, I am the Champ, and just want to let you know that my Preakness research is like people doing their own COVID research. Uneducated, unsubstantiated, and unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, how, how did you do? I, I, didn't, I didn't even know who you picked. Horrible, horrible. I, uh, I, I am so bad. I, I don't think I've won. I don't think I've ever won a bet. It's, it's, it's ridiculous, right? It was a good race, though. Yeah, it was a good race. I, I thought it was a good race. What? Well, who did you pick? What, what, what were your bets? Uh, that's great. So now I got to go into the Bush League website to, to, to find that out. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Great question. Um, hang on a second here, and we will call that up. Um. I had picked. See, this this is how bad it is. I don't even know who I had picked. Um, I had picked Epicenter, Epicenter, Simplification, and Secret Oath. And I guess uh, Epicenter placed, right? And Bill got that one. He he nailed that one. He got the place. But early voting was the winner, which threw everybody off. I know. I guess the Bulls had uh, early voting to uh, to place. Okay. Um... Yeah, and I had early voting in my superfecta. I had. Did you come? Did you come close? Yeah, a stupid simplification didn't didn't. I mean, he fell back. A creative minister screwed me up. Yeah. The so simplification I had, were they even in the top three? I mean, there was only nine horses in the race. No, they were not. No. Yeah. Because the superfecta is the top four, so yeah, so I had three out of four. So we have one more one more chance here at the Belmont. And what's that? In three weeks, two and a half weeks. Yeah, here's a little hint. Don't okay. pick simplification. That horse can't win. <laughs> don't don't pick him. Yep. Ugh. He he's going to get smoked. I, if if there was a line where you could bet simplification will finish in the bottom third, take that line. <laughs> because this is going to be a longer race, and he's going to run out of gas. Yeah, so don't don't pick them. I'll I'll be interested if it is it right. Rich Strike, is that the? Yes. Yeah, I'll be interested if if that horse shows up. Um, if he does, I, I may be interested in that. I I would hope so. That would be that would be fun. Yeah, just just because it's 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 longer, and he seemed to come out of nowhere. Um. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. Uh. Yeah, but it was a decent race. I didn't win any money, though. And I, I don't know if you noticed. Uh, you probably didn't. Maybe don't notice this. But all the long shots in the morning, like Saturday morning, were 20 to 1. And I think there was a might, – might have been a 30 to 1 on, a fr- on Friday. And by post time, they were all in the teens, which leads me to believe that people were laying money on the long shot to see if they could <laughs> they could. You know, uh, I, I, I did strike. notice right, yeah. right before post time that like that, that the uh, odds had changed substantially from when I had looked at it early that morning yes. to what because post time was like seven o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. It had changed. And, you know, I, I worry about, oh, geez, the odds had changed. You know, I first have to win before I worry about what the odds are paying. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that means people were putting money on the long shot and the, you know, 
the bookies were dropping it, so they if if it came in, they did they didn't pay out as much. So, uh, uh, you know what? With nine horses, it's not it's not a bad it's not a bad play. Uh, yeah, that's probably yeah, that's probably true. I mean, anything. Well, no, normally horse racing is pretty close to like the best horses are in the top four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unless it's rainy or smoking hot out, which it didn't seem to be. It was didn't seem real real hot yesterday. So. Hey, are are there even racetracks around here anymore? Uh, yeah, but normal, like there's one in Hershey. Um, but there's not a lot of thoroughbreds horses. They're they're the trotters. Okay. The Garden State Parkway. My dad and I used to, Garden State. The Garden State, whatever that racetrack, we used to go there occasionally. And they had trotters, and I, it's so corrupt. It, it's yeah. Well, at least back then it was. I hate it. You probably don't know yeah, anything about it. it, but yeah, they can't break stride, and so you could be re- winning the race by forty-eight lengths and get your horse to break stride. It's pretty easy. Now you got to fall to the back. So mm. yeah. Have you ever seen dog racing? Um, I haven't. Um, that's done in let's legalize that in. Florida, right? And and Wheeling, West Virginia has it. Well, okay. Those two locations make sense. Yeah, when I was a, you know, young adult, 19 to 21, I would go and I really didn't have a care in the world of what they were doing to those dogs. And it was pretty impressive. But as an adult now, I would think like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's really good. <laughs> to be yeah, I, I was going to, I was going to yeah. say that. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm not, I'm not in favor of that. But there's not a mailman in the world running away from that thing <laughs> so all right uh we, we got a busy show today because we, we're doing some we're doing some uh, top half bottom half reviews but let's start off with the fab last night uh yeah 13 players again 13 players eight eight owners eight eight owners uh actually uh yeah picked up a player okay uh, all right, let's start with the uh, dudes. They pick up Mike Soroka back in the league. I guess he's he said he's out till August first, but when he's just taking a long shot, he dropped Familia. Maybe that was more of Familia getting rid of him. Uh, interesting pickup. Dudes also picked up uh, Tyler Kinley, uh, relief pitcher for the Rockies, and Sixto Sanchez. He's out yeah, so fifteenth, it looks like. So when I saw that, it looks like he has a little bit. He has two long-term plays, longer-term plays in Soroka and Sanchez. And um, as we get into the team analysis, he may need those pitchers sooner than later because he just got two on the I. Well, potentially on the IL this this week. Yeah, well, um, yeah, that's true. Um, I think that was all for him. Yes. Yeah. Uh, then we'll go to the stat match. Seth Lugo, little backup for Edwin Diaz, I guess. He, yeah. He drops Trevor May, who's who's um, he's going to be out for a little bit. He, yeah. Le, Luis Guillorme comes back. Yep. Into the he got league. two Mets. Yep. And he dropped Alex Reyes. Is he pretty much done? Uh, it's, it's going to be a while. And when he comes back, um, he's going to be, unless the Cardinals kind of stretch him out, I don't really see him being a starter. Um, that's how he started his career. 
Um, I see him being middle relief. Certainly he could play his way into a, a little bit more of a higher leverage role, but right now the, the Cardinals' back end is kind of set. So I, I don't really see him doing much when he comes back. Okay. Um, then we'll go to me. I pick up Cody Poteet for a dollar, dropped mm-hmm. Mitch Keller, who actually had a good outing when I dropped him. And <laughs> I picked up Matt Reynolds because I need a middle infielder. So there you go. Man. Um, Reynolds is playing a little bit though, right? He he's is going to get a few at bats. Yeah, and the Reds are weird. You know, what I mean, like he he's going to play, and I I just need, I you know I, I had three middle infielders out the past week and a half, so, and I don't know when they're coming back, so I just need someone in there. Um, so there were my two. We talked about the dudes. Bearcats picked up Yadi Molina. He keeps dropping in and out of here. Um. I guess he does. He get his pitching stats, or no? <laughs> yeah, another Sunday, another uh, Cardinal potential Hall of Famer pitching again, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, and I think that was it for him. Yes. Uh, Bulls pick up Jan Gomes. Um, I, I, I are the Cubs going to trade Contreras? Uh, the rumors are out there that they're going to, um, but they could very well also. I mean, he's young enough that they could, you know, I think he's a free agent at the end of this year. Okay. So they they may just try and resign him later. Who, who, who knows what the – I don't know what the Cubs' plan really is. All right. Um, and I think that was all for him. And we drop into you. You picked up Andreanton Simmons for $3. You dropped Jacob Stallings. What, 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 you, I, I know you need a middle infielder, specifically a shortstop. Uh, you don't like Stallings as a like a role player, just, hey, if someone's out, I can stick him in utility? Because he seems to play every day. No, I, I, I love him as a, a backup for a catcher because catching position is kind of tough. Yeah. But if there's, it, it's one of the few spots that you can probably find somebody um, – in fab, if, yeah. if you need to, yeah. Yeah, and uh, the, the the more immediate need was to fill the shortstop spot because yep. I, I don't have anybody. And then um, uh, shortstop for for the uh, oh, I can't remember his name for the Diamondbacks just got hurt, so I I, I had to do something. So uh, it, it was perfect that that I was able to use um, bring up Simmons in in that spot. Yep. I don't expect him to do much other than give some pedestrian tapes stats until Ahmed comes back or more importantly until Brendan Donovan um, until he qualifies at shortstop. Okay. Um, which brings me to another question. Nolan Gorman gets brought up. Is is Donovan going to be the shortstop or are they going to move one of those? Uh, well, it, well, he, it, the, the idea was is, is that they're going to move um, – Old Glover, Tommy Edmond to shortstop, and that's how they started. And um, so it's going to limit the playing time that Donovan gets. But he, he's been he's been getting on base at a 500 clip. So if you can continue to do that, which is almost impossible, he'll play. But it, it certainly hurts with Gorman coming up. His playing his playing time being uh, uh, Brendan Donovan. All right. You also pick up Justin Steele, though I dropped the other day. Yeah. Did you see what he did? Yeah, I did see that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And he's done oh, that I in told, the past. I told you last week when you dropped him, I said, I'm yeah. going to pick him up then. Yep. Yeah, and he's done it in the past where he's had good outings. But well, yeah, he's he... got to start against the Reds coming up this week. So I, 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 
this is going to be famous last words, but it can't be too bad, could it? <laughs> yeah, that was that was me when I was. I think I was texting you when I, two weeks ago when Peralta was facing the Reds with a four nothing lead coming into the second. Like if he doesn't win this game, he ain't never going to win a game. <laughs> like he's never going to win a game. Uh, Lakers pick up AJ Minter, uh, relief pitcher, dropped Pierce Johnson, and I think that was his only pickup as well. Yeah, that, that's an interesting pickup. Tell, tell me the play on that. Uh, probably ERA and whip. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Because okay. um, he, he is an effective pitcher. Yes, he is. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then Sewerhawks picked up this Christopher Morrell for the Cubs. He's the guy that his first major league hit was a homer, I think. Yeah, Last yeah. Um, he went big. That was the biggest bid of, of of the night, and I don't know. Some something happened. I, you know, the Sewer Hawks were the king of the offensive uh, stats last year, and this year it's uh, it, it hasn't been the case. Yeah. So, uh, like you said, busy. Another busy week in the fab, um, and it doesn't seem to stop because when we, you know, we'll talk about this, but there's a lot of guys on the on the DL. And it, it, it's probably going to continue into, you know, I was completely wrong. I thought it would it would, um, it would ebb at this time of the year and to pick up again midseason, but I've been completely wrong on that, which, yeah, there's no reason to think I would be right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, rolling into the overall standings, got the dudes holding tight at 73 and a half. His, his hitting is like the Sewerhawks last year. It's really impressive. Sewerhawk-esque. Yes. Um the Ducks at 69, you're at uh, 67 and a half. Uh, we got the Lakers at 56 and a half, Rebs at 54, Bearcats at 53, I'm at 50. And that four through seventh, that was almost flipped uh, about Wednesday night. Where I think yeah. I, I yeah. might have been in, it was almost like flipped. Um, so there's a lot of movement in that four through seventh. Then we got the Statman at 46. Uh, Sewer Hawks at 45 and a half with 14 and a half offensive points and the Bulls at 34 and a half at 14 and a half offensive points. Um, yeah, they're struggling and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that when we, when we do the top half, bottom half review. As far as period seven, uh, Ducks at 78 and a half. Nice week by the Ducks. Really nice. Uh, great pitching week. Uh, <clears throat> dudes at 67. Statman had a good week this week. Yeah, they did. Yeah, starting pitching really performed well at 64. They got the Rebs at 58. I'm middle of the road at 54. Sewerhawks, Bearcats. Um, you had a tough week this week on the, on the offensive side. I did. I did. Yeah. Damn it, Bryce Harper. Yeah, well, it's a good thing there's a DH this year. Yeah, right? You know, you've been hurting, man. Uh, and then you got the Lakers at 42 with the rough pitching and uh, Bulls coming in last at 39. Um, nothing sticks out too much, um, either the good, the bad, or the ugly. Uh, uh, yeah. Actually, we'll talk about some things as we as we roll into this because there, there were a couple of uh, some good things and some 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 ugly things. But um, yeah, we can uh, so, as we as we roll through here. That's not true. I had a note here. Uh, there, there's two things for the week that stuck out with me. Uh, the Rebs have eight stolen bases in a week. Yep, I picked that up, and yeah. we'll talk about that. Yeah, and that's nice, right? There, was, there were four teams with 
that had four wins. Um, and that's highly unusual, too. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah. Pretty good week uh, for, for the dudes who were who you know kind of expanded their lead a little bit. I don't know if he's separating just yet because of the pitching, but again, we'll deal with that in the top half, bottom half review here, Dan. Well, can can we roll into that? Let's talk about the dudes for a second because okay. you know the, the the big news, as everybody heard, is that Max Scherzer is going to be out six to eight weeks, which which really um, hurts his team because you had pointed out. And you've been talking about this all season long uh, about the, the, the tenuous nature of his his pit, pitching, and um, and then yesterday, um, Stephen Matz goes out of the game after four pitches, and he still hasn't been placed on the IL. But I, I, I got to believe the Cardinals are going to be cautionary, and with with the fact that they brought up Libertor, that there's a spot um, they could just move Libertor into Matz's spot. Yeah. Yeah, and Libertor pitched okay, gave up some runs eventually. Um, um, yeah, Bill there. was at that game, mm-hmm. and I, I think you had texted that hey, if there's a if there's a team that you want to open your major league career against, it's probably the Pirates. Yeah, right. Soft landing spot, right? Yeah, it's like throwing a screen pass your first <laughs> as a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So uh, you want me? To, I'll start at the bottom half because we're doing a bottom half, top half. Okay. Type. All right. Half. Yeah. Sir, certainly. Sorry. So, I, I I jumped ahead with the with the dudes. Or excuse me. Uh, yeah. So you you go ahead. All right. So we'll, I I'll start with the uh, Bulls. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'll start with the Bulls. Fourteen and a half points on the offensive side. Twenty on the um, pitching side. Total thirty four and a half. A uh, couple notes I have with the Bulls. As of, I, I started this research, um, you know, midweek. So at at the midweek mark, he had seven players hitting under 210 on his active roster. So, wait, wait are you talking year to date or are you just talking for the week? Year to date. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, seven players hitting under 210 on his active roster. Uh, he has 10 players hitting under 212 on his offensive roster both active and reserve, which is 50% of his offensive team. Um, Willie Adame, Adamus? Adame. Adame. Yeah, he is, at the time, he was the highest ranked player, you know, CBS ranked player, and he was number 40 on the the hitting side. Yeah, and he's been been on the IL for the last eight days or seven days. Um, On the pitching side, he's got a solid starting pitching group. He's got 17 wins at that time. He's got Darvish, Rodon, Wainwright, and Logan Webb. It's a pretty good core of, of four pitchers. Yet his ERA is 4-3-7, and he's ninth in Ks. So it, it doesn't seem to match up with with his with those four. Um, a couple notes, additional notes. Uh, I would argue his... Uh, his fab selection, probably not the best. Dave Robertson, he spent twenty-one or $17 for it. He's on the reserve. Uh, Vladimir Gutierrez is cut. Um, uh, Dubon was was traded. It's not his fault. Luis Gonzalez is going to be brought up again. So Luis Gonzalez was in the minors. He spent 6 bucks for him. He's going to be brought up because uh, Lamont Wade's going to go on the IL as well. Um, I, I think Gonzalez already was up. I think he got sent down for a day, and then they brought him back up because of uh, Wade. Okay. 
And yeah, so you're on that one. Yeah, and Brandon Belt is, I think, is going to go on the IL as well. He um, is, yeah. So uh. Gonzalez is going to get some playing time. He he got Nolan Gorman called up, who's got off to a good start. Um. In his in his opening weekend. I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know if Gorman and, and Luis Gonzalez are a tipping point for him to kind of move up the standings. I, I don't think they are. Uh, you know, if I early MVP would be Daniel Vogenbach and Logan Webb. Um, but I will tell you, the Bulls have a lot of trade capital. That's what the Bulls are loaded with. I I, I guess the point is, or, or the the question is, is. When does he when when does he decide that hey he's he's not in it um, and um, start to trade players and, and looking for players now I guess if you do that you're looking for players that have a good value that you can retain for the following year is that correct Yeah, I would I would say and he I I'm, I guess he's going to wait a little bit because he's going to wait to see what Rodon does um, Webb um, I doubt if he keep Wainwright I don't I, you know that's not a question but I, I guess he's it's going to give it a little bit of time to say, you know, I, I might keep Logan Webb for 250 I don't know. You know what I mean? So I, 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 he, he's probably got some time. But, um, you know, our trade deadline is, is what, a couple days after the Major League trade deadline. So that's early August. So, you know, we're, we're getting into the period where he needs to start thinking about it. Yep. All right. Any thoughts? No, he, he's just it's 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 going to be a tough season for him. Yeah. All right. Next is the Sewer Hawks, uh, fourteen and a half offensive points, which is really not like him. Thirty-one pitching points, pretty decent. Forty-five and a half total. Um, offensively, his his retention players just haven't performed other than Edmund. Uh, Brendan Rodgers is struggling. T- of course, Tatis got hurt, so that's not his fault. Abisel Garcia. Has not really done much. Um, he's got six players in the minor leagues. Uh, <laughs> it, yeah, it's tough. Um, he's got some tough luck on the pitching side. Uh, Burns and Nola at the time only had one win each. So that that's pretty tough. But it's probably a little valid because Brandon Woodruff has four wins with a 5-3 ERA. So, mm. you know. It's Woodruff that should have one win, and maybe Nolan and Burns have six wins between them. So it may, maybe those numbers are accurate. Um, his highest-rated player is is Edmund, number fifteen. I I, I would argue Edmund and uh, Doval, the closer for the Giants, and Burns are are, are really his best players. Um, Duvall's having a having a pretty good start to the season. Um, as far as the Fab, he dropped Juan Yepes on <laughs> for Cooper Hummel. Maybe maybe should have hung on to him for a little longer. Uh, he dropped Robinson Cano, which uh, did he draft Robinson Cano? I couldn't figure that out. Uh, I I think he did. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, that that's probably good. Um, he had seventy-four dollars going into Saturday night, which he spent some money on on um, the Cub outfielder. So he's dropping into the sixties now. Uh, the difference between the Bulls and the Hawks that I'm looking at the the Hawks have some trade capital, not not as much as the Bulls do. 
Yeah, you know what? He still he you know what? He can do whatever he wants. He being the Hawks, he won last year, so I guess you have a uh, you you have a year of grace period with your fan base, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. And he, I think he's pretty realistic when he when he looks at stuff. Uh, rolling into the stat men, um, we'll start with the pitching side. He's got a solid solid staff. Less uh, the Colorado guy Marquez. I, I think his his staff is starting to pan out. Godslin is a good pitcher. Um, Urias is a good pitcher. Tuan Walker's pitching really well, um, and and even David Peterson, who's gonna who got brought back up and is going obviously he's going to see some some rotation time. Um, yeah, he he's in low K production, and um, if he had Degrom, it it certainly looked like a different staff. On on paper, it, it certainly would be different. He's got some decent closers. Gallego's starting to slip a little bit, but uh, that happens with relievers at times. So, uh, you know, I don't think it's time to completely panic yet on that side. Um, offensively, he, he Bill's got a strange team. I, I His issue, I don't want to say his issue, uh, looking at his team, his middle infielders, to include VR, is kind of 70s-esque. <laughs> right, so you got Estrada, <laughs> VR, Jose Iglesias, and now Luis Guillorme. It's kind of reminds you of the '70s guys, where <laughs> you're going to get 50 runs and maybe 50 RBIs out of these guys, and maybe they're good defensively. I don't know, but they don't steal enough bases to make a difference. Um, Estrada's been a great pickup for him. CJ Crone is absolutely a monster this year. Tyler Stevenson yeah, is on the verge. Him in the, he's keeping him in the respectability. Yeah, Tyler Stevenson is on the verge of becoming a monster. And um, Marte's back now. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what kind of production he still has. And Brian Reynolds has been a real disappointment for him. And I think Bill has milked every ounce of playing energy out of, out of Andrew McCutcheon. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to draft him two years after he's retired. <laughs> I think he's he's milked everything out of that guy. Um, oh, Miguel Rojas is his other middle infielder, but he he's on the he's he's out for a little bit. So yeah, um, uh, it looks like Aguilar kind of woke up a little bit because he was struggling for the in April. Uh, Conforto was a big hit for him. Um, yeah, I I just don't know if he's got enough to get in. I I think he's. I, I don't know if I'd give up on Bill yet as far as getting into the top half. Um, I, I think he did a really good job with Estrada. At four bucks. He's been a great addition on the fab. Daza, David Peterson. Um, and actually, Drew Smiley hasn't pitched bad for him either. Though he doesn't put him in a lot. I think he probably picks and chooses when to drop him in there. Um, and right now, there's no reason to drop him in there other than for Zach Thompson. Uh, I, I think a top half... I think a top half finish is probably within sights, and it's probably a good goal. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's out of the question yet. No. Yeah, I, I don't think it is. Um, all right, moving on to – well, I would be next, and, and, and you took my team just because when we decided to do that, I was in fourth or fifth. So uh, I'm going to drop to – I'll go to the Bearcats, who are actually ahead of me. Um, he's the save doctor. Right? The Bearcats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
offensively, it's decent, but big names aren't performing very well. And I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to use batting average, and I know that's like taboo. You can't use batting average anymore. But I think this is some of his issue. Is Austin Riley hitting 224? Swanson hitting 229? Escobar falling quickly? Uh, Albie's hitting 239, which just by default doesn't give him a high OPS, and I don't think they're putting the bat on the ball enough. Schwarber is is. When he hits the ball, he's fairly productive, but, man, he strikes out a lot. He's got 56 strikeouts right now. What? Yeah. It It's, wow. uh, yeah. A, a, between him, between Schwarber and uh, Wisdom, uh, Wisdom has 56 strikeouts. Schwarber has 53. That's a, that's a lot of strikeouts, and Swanson has 54. So I, 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 I think that's causing some of the – not putting the ball in play, you you can't get any counting stats. I know about OPS. I understand the logic of it and all that shit. But when you're hitting 229, you're not knocking anybody in. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he, he doesn't have a lot of depth on the offensive side. He's got three guys in the minors, and one of the guys is hurt. Um, his, his, uh, his pitching on the pitching side – uh, he's got Eric Eric Lauer, who's probably his best pitcher, and he's got three guys with over a five ERA, and Blake Snell has a seven. So, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I, I, I don't know what to do on the pitching side. And this guy Hernandez for Miami, he he won his last start, I think. Actually, he pitched pretty well, um, but he he may be swapped out for a couple of their minor league hey. pitchers. Listen, if I were Tom, I'd go out and get another reliever, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and his big his big fab acquisitions, um, uh, Taylor Rogers obviously worked out for him. Uh, Dermighty doesn't look like it's worked out so, thus far. No, he went. Uh, Demerit went uh, Demerit. zero for twenty three last week with ten strikeouts. So um, his his playing time. Might might be in jeopardy. Demerit has thirty Ks and and eighty three at bats. Wow, wow! So that's close to a 36 percent strikeout rate. Yeah, yikes! And Adubo Herrera is not playing the way he started off. So, um, I I I don't know where he goes either. He he has less trade capital than the other guys. As you're moving up, um, uh, other than one of the relievers. His relievers are his trade capital. If he wanted someone, you know, a future player, that's well. If we look at the saves category just for a moment, um, Bill and I are in second with 19. Bearcats have 35, so he's almost lapped the field. (laughs) Category overkill. Yeah, uh, and yeah, me and the dudes are right behind you guys. Yeah, so yeah. uh, if I were the Ducks, I'd be knocking on his door constantly. I'd just be banging up his phone looking to deal with him. <laughs> yeah, because look at the Ducks. You know, the Ducks get a guy like Jansen or Rogers. That's a huge swing right there. Yeah. Right? So, anyway. Um, okay, and we'll, and we'll end with, with the Lakers because he's, he's the middle guy. So, uh, wh- what do you got for the top half to include myself? So I looked at it a little bit. First of all, that was a very comprehensive review, and it's going to make mine look um, weak because I, I looked at it a little bit differently for the top half. I looked at it 
based upon uh, period seven this, this this last week. And um, let's start with let's start with your team um, because your team is moving all around. You're in that uh, you're in that middle category with there's like four teams in in the middle. And one of the things that I noticed last week is that you continue to to bash the ball. Um, I, I know you like to talk about average, but your OPS was 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 826 last week. You had 11 home runs. Yeah, I'm, I'm right. Yeah, I'm starting to get double digit homers three consecutive weeks now. I think I was my yeah. third consecutive week. Yeah. Um, the the tough part was is that. I think Lamont Wade got hurt early in the week, he so did. then you had to take zeros the rest of the week. And what's going on with Didi? Yeah, he was supposed to come back for that um, Dodger series and never did, and um, and they they pushed it off a couple more days. So I I, I feel like I got to take him out of the lineup this week. That's why I needed Reynolds. That's why I needed someone okay. to play. Yeah. So offensively, I I, I think your team's going to continue to to do really well. I mean, Yepes was a nice pickup and unless he goes really cold the Cardinals are committed to keeping him in the lineup Cody Bellinger um, hasn't been great as of late but he hasn't been horrible like he was early last year and we talked about um, Ian Happ um, I said I liked him he's performed really well and and, and uh, Mike Yastrzemski has since he's come off the, the IL has performed really well for you yeah uh, Yastrzemski's kind of leveled off a little bit which is nice I, I just want him to be like normal he he's not that good of a player where he can have bad weeks and stay in the, that Gabe Kapler lineup um yeah I, I I I need Trey Turner to pick it up a little bit uh well both both, both Yastrzemski and Turner had really good weeks last yeah. week and then uh Justin Turner uh, got an RBI I mean he's got 29 ribs uh, but his batting average and OPS are horrible so um, and I got some guys on the DL, so we'll, we'll see. So let, let's talk. Let's jump down to your to your pitching because a couple of things that that jump out at me. Um, first of all, in last week's podcast, you talked about uh, the concern with the dynamic duo of Freddie Peralta and Ian, Ian Anderson pitching against each other. Yeah. Um, bring everybody up to date. What happened there on was it Monday night? Great last outing. Monday night. Great outing I had by both of them. Um, I think it was. I think they gave up two runs. Between the two of them, I got a win out of yeah. it. Double-digit strikeouts. Everything was perfect. Everything All was right. perfect until See that? yesterday. See that? You can will it into yeah. existence. Yeah. It's just when they don't pitch against each other, they stink. <laughs> well, and let's let's contrast that against the outing that Pablo Lopez had. He got he got hit. Uh, well, well, I, I, well, here's what I don't know: is that he only pitched three innings and only gave up three runs. So for him. That's getting hit. What? Why only three innings? Do you know what happened? I don't. I thought he got hurt. Um, he had uh, my guess. He had eighty-two pitches at, at three innings, and maybe his his turn in the ro- in batting order. Oh no, this is no DH. There's DH. I don't know. Eighty-two pitches, and maybe that was it. I I, I just don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In 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 three innings, that's a lot of pitches. Yeah. yeah. And now you got uh, Peralta. On the IL, so how are you going to supplement that in this upcoming week? Yeah, so um, I put in Cody Poteet, who pitches effectively. Uh, he's a spot starter, long reliever, and I I, I got to deal with that whip. I, I just can't. I, I'm 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 two steps forward, one step back with that whip. Mm. 
<laughs> yeah. So. All right. Let's let's jump to. Uh, I guess we'll go next. What to uh, the Rebel Lions, who are in fifth place right now. Yeah. Um. Really big week by Freddie Freeman. Um. Eight RBIs out of the league leading for the week. Thirty-five RBIs by by the Rebel Lions. Um. Interest. Well, wait. Was it a league leading? No, it wasn't the league leading. Um. In terms of RBIs, but he had a nice week, both runs and RBIs. He's still he's getting. Um, consistent um, performances from from his team, and, and I look at the players here, and you know you look at Jerickson Profar has had a really good year um, thus far, and continues to play every day and just move all around in, uh, in that Padres lineup. Jorge Soler is starting to pick it up, although he only had 14 at bats last year, and a nice pickup that the Reds had with Michael Chavis. Um, I, I guess he's one of the few bright spots for. For the uh, for the Pirates and um, Seiya Suzuki, who had started out really hot, um, has kind of hit the skids as of late. Ten strikeouts last week and 25 at bats. Um, I it, it was a good offensive week. 37 runs, 35 RBIs. The funny part was is that he only had three home runs last week, which is great production for only three home runs. And as you had pointed out, he had eight stolen bases, which is which is unheard of. You know, last year, eight stolen bases would have probably put you at least in ninth place for the entire year. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get eight eight a month. Not eight. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, his pitching, his the reps pitching. Uh, Keegan Thompson had had a nice outing. Um, two wins last week. Um, Alexis Diaz um, had his first save. So you had pointed out who Alexis Diaz, the brother of Edwin Diaz. Uh, like you said, who knows what's going on in Cincinnati? I don't think Cincinnati knows what's going on in, in Cincinnati. Uh, I, I I think the Lakers, not Lakers, sorry, the Lions seem to be a mid-tier team. I, I With some luck, they can move into the money, but I don't know what you think of, of the Lakers. Or excuse me, I keep saying the Lakers, the Alliance. So uh, a couple things. You've got Chris Bryant coming back this week. Okay. So that'll help. So that you can get rid of Rodolfo Castro or Eric Gonzalez. So that that would help a little bit. Um, it's I, I was going to say, Christian Yelich. You know, I look at his stats because I, I felt like him and Bellinger were in that same boat. Like, man, you're going to pay a lot of money. You just don't know what you're getting. Uh, yeah, but Yelich has performed pretty well, considering he's hitting 243. Um, but he's staying healthy. He's got 28 runs scored. So. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know if he has enough oomph on the offensive side to make a difference. I don't know if Chris Bryant's going to make the difference. Uh, his pitching is, is yeah, I, I, Kyle Gibson maybe is starting to show who he is. And Josiah Gray, we'll see if he can get through 30-plus starts. But he's a good pitcher. Um, yeah, it's, he, he needs offensive improvement. Uh, and I don't know if Bryant is – the guy that's going to make a difference. I think I'd have to agree with that. Um, let's move to the third place team, which is my team. And my team is pretty much dictated um, as Bryce Harper goes, so go I. Um, you know, only eight at bats last week. But you had pointed out, good thing there was a DH in yeah. the National League, or else I could be in a lot of trouble. You would be in a lot of trouble right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, injuries can, you know, here's the problem. 
Um, also injured is Tyler O'Neill, and he just wasn't right. And and I did retain him this year, but I, he's kind of the player that I, when I retained him, I, I still wasn't comfortable. Even though he had a great year last year, uh, home run, stolen base mix, he just has a lot of holes in his swing, and it and it makes me really nervous. And you know, Max Muncie, I I think is still um, having issues with the injury that he suffered at the end of last year, right at the uh, uh, the last game of the season, um, Jock Peterson, Eric Hosmer, um, I, I need to see them do it over the course of, of the entire season. And you talked about Brendan Belt. Um, you know, when, I, when you draft him, you, you can't really draft him and expect 600 plate appearances. So if you get 450, yeah, is, which mm-hmm. should be expected. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just get hot but, at some point during the season. But get this, Mookie Betts, uh, one of the bright spots last week. You probably saw him against the Phillies last yeah. week. Eleven runs, eleven runs scored last week. Yeah, that's a the Phillies pitching is good slump buster. Yeah, I, I mean the Lakers, <laughs> the Lakers had twenty three total runs scored um, all of last week, uh, and Mookie had had eleven. On the pitching side, you know, I kind of had a night like you did. Re- remember last week, I had picked up Wade Miley and Connor Overton, and they were both starting Monday, and they both pitched really well, and particularly Wade Miley. Um, Overton is on the IL now, um, which is probably for the best. He didn't pitch against the uh, the Blue Jays, which is probably a good thing. Although the Blue Jays aren't as good offensively as they haven't started clicking yet. Um, Wade Miley is is pitched good his last two starts, so I think he's fine. Um, I think I'm going to be okay with Zach Allen. I know you're a little bit – you like Zach Allen. You're just worried about injury risk, correct? I like Zach Allen. I don't know if he's a one – ERA and a below one whip for the season. Well, that's all. Well, of, yeah. of course. Yeah. I mean, but who is? No, no, no. Yeah, so your ERA and yeah. whip will be affected a little bit eventually. But yeah, I like yeah. that gallon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Trevor Rogers is is, is the, the the player I can't figure out. He has a good start, two good, a uh, one good yeah, start followed by two bad starts, and I don't know if if he's hurt, if the league's catching up with him, but um, it's been a disappointment. Yeah, I get that. And you know who's quietly good is uh, Ryan Helsley. Um, he did have a win and a save last week. Do you realize this guy in 15 innings this year has not given up a run? Yeah, I see it. Yeah. And 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 his 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 WHIP this year is 0.27, which means re- the gr- regression monster is probably going to strike pretty soon. So you got him and Hater relief pitchers haven't given up a run yet. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, well, that, you know that's a good thing and a bad thing, right? Yeah, because eventually it'll happen, right? Yeah, it, it will. Yeah. Um, here's my here's my guess: is the person that's going to win it is going to be the Ducks. Um, I I think they just have a really good and and balanced team right now. Um, last week, uh, Alonzo and Ozuna had really good weeks. Um, two home runs, eight RBIs for Alonzo. Three home runs, six RBIs by Ozuna. Um, that was only topped by Christian Walker had four um, home runs last week. And I remember um, Casey and I were, were texting, and he was really concerned about Christian Walker and has kind of turned it around, at least from a production standpoint. Now, having said that, um, offsetting that, um, Josh Bell was really bad last week. One for 23, Moustakis, one for 13, and he still had DeYoung on his um, roster. And quite honestly, at this point, with Gorman coming up, with Brendan Donovan playing well, Yepes playing well, 
I don't know when De Young comes back up again. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. Um, you know, and Clevenger just went on the IL again. So yep. I, I don't, yeah. So, yeah. So as I roll into the, uh, you know, Clevenger pitched really well last week. You know, got a win, pitched mm-hmm. five innings. Yeah. Um, the other San Diego pitcher that he has that performed really well is uh, Mackenzie Gore. Um, had had two appearances last week. Got a win um, over nine innings, and and the best pitcher last week uh, of everybody was Alcantara. Uh, I'm not sure. Is it Alcantara or Alcantara? I've heard it pronounced both ways. Well, Alcantara said, if it's Alcantara. The R would be in front of the A. I don't know. I I, I pronounce it Alcantara. You know how I pronounce it? I pronounce it Sandy. Sandy. He's Sandy uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the real deal. And you've liked him for a while, right? Yeah, he's a good pitcher. He's a he's the Cardinal guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah former mm-hmm. Cardinal guy. Yeah, that they got they traded him um, to the Ozuna. Marlins for Ozuna. Yeah. That was uh, that worked out pretty well. Yeah. So uh, the one thing, uh, so he loses Clevenger, but Peralta goes on the DL. Ashby might get his starts now. Yeah, at some point, it's just that I, I never know when. I, I guess you bring him up, you just leave him on there for a week. If you're managing him day to day, it's it's really tough. Yeah. But but the the, the, the Brewers um, just kind of you know kind of move him um, back and forth. And it was also a good pick, pick up by case with Spencer Strider, who I'd never heard of, has been pitching really well. Yeah, he he's a good pitcher, and he's got Haney. You know, it's tough luck with him because he he's actually a good pitcher, and he's on the IL till June. Um, yeah, okay, so if Clevenger and Haney can pitch the back half of the season healthy, I, I think he's got a shot, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I, think, I, I right. think he's well-positioned. He's well-positioned. Yeah. I, that I agree. And if, uh, um, you know, if, if Baum or Segura or, or Gregorius get injured, Camargo's playing well enough to, or they don't need to do it, they'll just play Camargo. Because I, I don't know if they're going to play Stott anymore. I, I, I don't. Once Didi comes no. back, I, I just don't. If you watch them play, I just don't know if he's ready to hit the ball every day. Yeah. It's just my thoughts. That's all. And, you know, I, I jumped out of position talking about the dudes first, um, but we'll talk about them last as, as well. Um, well, well I, wait, I think offensively. Let, let, me, uh, let me stop you real quick. Yeah. yeah let's, you want to end with the Lakers? Oh, did I, I skipped all over the Lakers, or did you want to go to the Lakers? You, you, you go ahead. Well, we, we can both do it because he—he's—he's he's a. Before we get to the Ducks, he's the team that of the four of us that fluctuate in that middle. I think he has the strongest of the four of us. Uh, okay, I'd agree with that. Yeah, so I think. The Lakers are in a position they they probably need to make a move. They got twenty nine and a half offensive points and 27 pitching points. Uh, Real Muto has been a little bit of a disappointment thus far. Yeah, he has. But he hit a home run, no pun intended, with Goldschmidt and Arenado as re- retention picks for decent money. You know, he, pen- he spent some money on those two guys, and they have been performing right on task. Yes. Yeah. Uh, McNeil seemed to found a stroke again. Though his his counting stats aren't aren't real high, but he he keeps his OPS up. Um, he's got to deal with that middle infield uh, with Kim Farmer and Chris Taylor, who hasn't been playing very well. But he's good enough, and he's got some 
juice uh, that he Dave Roberts is going to continue to play all over the all over the outfield and the infield. Uh, Harrison Bader, a little bit of a disappointment, and you know Bader ha- has had a career like this. His outfield's a little thin as well. I mean, he's got Alfaro, Bader, Rivas, Paven, Smith, um, and Lane Thomas. So he he's probably needs to make a move to get a big hitter somewhere in that outfield because Nelly Cruz has been striking out a lot, and he's he's probable right now. Um, your thoughts on his 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 offense? Uh, I, I think offensively he's there. Um, I, I, I would tend to disagree, though, with Harrison Bader. Um, I think he leads the National League in steals. So that 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 that's certainly just, right, you yeah, know, because it, right. it's, it's a standalone okay. category. Yeah. I think that can bring you um, a, a lot of points. Okay. Um, I, Lane Thomas, I, I just don't know what else is there in, um, in, in D.C., for them to bring up anybody else, and I guess they're going to continue to play Lane Thomas. Um, I, I would agree with your uh, analysis of the the, the middle infield, um, Jeff McNeil, because um, I think we were all kind of concerned, like who is the real Jeff McNeil? And Mets have opened up playing time. Um, now they got rid of um, Cano. But get this, get this. Here was one something that was strange last week that I noticed that uh, the Lakers had the most RBIs last week, right, with 44. Okay. But they had the least amount of runs with 23. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my team. Um, yeah, and it, on the offensive side, the Marlins did bring up a shortstop last week, but I think it was because Wendell and Birdie are out. So I'm not sure if that uh, Dunan's going to stay up. Um so he doesn't have a lot of depth on the on the offensive side. On the pitching side, they have pretty good staff. Uh, Max Freed is pitching well. Uh, Merrill Kelly has pitched well. Uh, Musgrove has pitched really well. He's five and zero with a one nine ERA and a under one WHIP. Uh, Zach Wheeler's pitching better, which is nice. And Alex Wood for giving up a lot of runs. He he runs into wins. Um, so. So both both Wood and Kelly got hit around yesterday. They did, and that's going to happen. They, they, they had bad yeah. weeks, and you know Lazardo's out, so he's just going through where every, everybody else goes through. Maybe he's getting rid of it early, right? Yeah, and and um, I mean he's got Dustin May, which was a was a big loss for him because I, I think he's a, probably a pretty good pitcher, but his pitching staff isn't bad. He's he's in the same spot with saves. Um, if Rowan Wick was a little more consistent. You know, as far as, well, the Cubs don't win games, so there's a problem. But he could deal Wick for someone who has some extra offense. But I don't know if Wick would be a difference in, um, you know, someone to give up a, a really good offensive player to get marginal amount of saves. Yeah, I'd do, agree. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, if it's a little more consistent... I I think uh, there'd be people interested in Wick definitely, uh, you know, either from Case on up. Case, myself, the dudes, you know, you were you were the stat men, but I don't know how much you're giving up for Wick. Not much. Yeah. It would be a short Wick. <laughs> but um, he's got a good club, and I, he's I mean he's definitely in the top half because he's right there now. Yeah. Um, and he's he's in a good spot. 
I just don't know if he has enough trade capital, but uh, yeah, I, 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 I think he's in a good spot. He's in a good spot. Yeah, I, I, I think he can move. I think he, I, I, the more you talk me through this, um, the more I think that, um, yeah, he could finish in, in, in the money. Yeah, I mean, he needs Taylor to pick it up, and 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 I mentioned about Harrison Bader. I I get the the stone bases, and you're you're actually right, um, but his OPS is 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 under seven. So you, I mean, when you have the the other middle infielders, you'd like to have Bader, hit, you know, hit for a little more OPS. Yeah. But I mean, whatever. I mean, there's not much really, you know, when you when you have Nelly Cruz under five fifty. Oh, I guess he's a little over 550 OPS. That's a big hit. You know, you, you didn't expect that out of him. So no, there's, there's my thoughts on the Lakers as well. When we we kept him out because he's that he's the best of the middle, and he's got the he's got the best shot to finish in the money out of the four the other four that are in the middle of it. Yeah, probably. Yep, I'd agree with that. All right, and then you got the dudes. Yeah, we started with the dudes early, and we, we let off by talking about Scherzer and and, and Matt, which is really going to hurt. Um, he uh, he he hit it big when when Kimbrel was traded to the Dodgers four saves last week for Kimbrel with with the Dodgers, which is a nice amount. So maybe he can trade him for Tom to Tom, so Tom can you know win stolen bases. He can triple the field. Um, <laughs> Darren Ruff had a nice week last week. Um, I, again, the Giants just seem – they seem to have the platooning down, don't they? Um, eight runs, two homers, seven RBIs last week. Um, what did you think of Darren Ruff when he was with the Phillies? I, I thought he was going to be like Haskin, or Hoskins, but he never he never turned into that. Okay. Um, and, it, and they gave him opportunity because like, he was there in that 13, 14, 15 era. Um, he, he had the opportunity. He just never, just never panned out and he, and he popped back up, I think during the COVID year where he started playing well. Okay. So I, I think, I think their offense obviously is real. Um, Manny Machado just continues to, to rake, um, Lindor has been picking it up as of late, but you know, you look through his team, um, offensively, Brian Anderson is coming along. I mean, he, he even had Robles playing well for a little bit. Um, the person that hasn't done as well as he expected, which I'm sure will be fine, is Juan Soto. Yeah. Did you read rumors um, that the Nats <laughs> may try and trade him? I have. Yeah. Yeah. And, okay. And, and, they, and, and yeah, they should. They should trade him. Well, what did they supposedly? They offered him what a ten-year, three hundred fifty million dollar contract, something they, like that, yeah. somewhere in that area. A, AAV of thirty-five million. If you're an organization, you offer that amount of money, and a player doesn't take it, you, you, your hand is probably forced. Correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I, I think you've been on the dudes um, and analyze them correctly the whole time. Offensively, they're strong, sewer uh, sewer hawk esque offense, and it's 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 the pitching. And you, you know we've seen as of late. Kyle Freeland is back and forth. Baumgartner is back and forth. Ranger Suarez is up and down. So it's just hard, right? He had the right idea when he went into the draft, paying paying big bucks for Scherzer to kind of anchor that staff. And him being out six to eight weeks is really going to hurt. 
Yeah, so I I guess the the uh, what he can kind of roll the dice for the next four weeks is Libertor and you know Libertor's up, and Edward Cabrera is probably going to be brought up for the Marlins. So you can roll the dice on those two guys, um, and hope they kind of perform overperform or perform like they're they're um, marketed. But yeah, it's it's going to be tough. I don't know if Cabrera and Libertor as rookie pitchers coming into a big leagues are going to put him over the top on the pitching side. Yeah, I, I'd have to agree with that. That's 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 a huge chance to take, and I. I uh, Edward Cabrera is going to be the real deal. I just don't think he's he's next up for the Marlins. I think I think if anybody's up next, it's going to be Max Meyer. It could be, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but even so, I mean, when you when you count on rookie pitchers, it's it's difficult. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, they're different than rookie hitters. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Um, you know, what was the last rookie to, to? I mean, unless you're hoping for like a Mark Fidrich type of year. <laughs> It's really hard to make that impact, and particularly in the middle of the season, isn't it? Yeah, you're talking like Pryor, Kerry Wood. Like, those guys don't come around often. Nope. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's and he's got some, you know, I always use the term trade capital. He's definitely got some offensive trade capital to to make a deal. I Like, I, I think he can. And I, I think his perfect option – if if he wants to go a little conservative, and there's some risk reward in this, is Juan Soto. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I, I think you'd get a really good pitcher for Juan Soto because someone who's like myself, who was in the middle, and I'm not saying me because I don't have the pitching to, to give him, but someone who had the pitching would maybe take a risk that hey, Juan Soto's going to wake up. I can afford to give up a pitcher, and I'll see how this works out. That's so all. let's take a look at let, let, let's explore that just for a quick second here. What would all right? So if if he were to trade uh, a Juan Soto, um, what kind of pitcher could he expect in return? I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. Well, I, I think I think you need a good pitcher. <laughs> like I think you need a great pitcher. Yeah. yeah. But I guess that's mitigated by you're not sure how long he's going to be with the Nationals. Sure. Is that correct? It, exactly okay. right. So. Um, you know, if he wants to take a risk, I, I would – I don't know if uh, – like if I had pitching depth, if Dakota Hudson was pitching well, right, I'd, I'd start talking Kyle Wright, Pablo Lopez. Okay. All right. So you get – it's like, like a two-for-one type of – No, It's not no, going to no. be a one for – it's not going to be a one-for-one. One. It would be a one-for-one one because I'm taking the risk that this guy going to get traded. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Right, I, 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 I would, I would, I would talk about. I mean, this is off the top of my head. You, yeah. you know what I mean, yeah. But that's the type of pitcher. I, if I offered Ian Anderson to him, I, I, if I were him, I'd turn that flat down. Absolutely. I'll offer Kyle Wright to him. I think he he should think about it. Really? Wow. Okay. Because he he he, he that, uh, you know he he's he. He's leading the league in offense, and Soto's not doing anything. Soto's not doing – I mean, relative to to how far he is ahead in, in offensive category, Soto's not doing anything relative to the rest of his team. Right. 
Yeah. I don't. There's 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 a, a lot out there. I'm thinking that you want a a, a pitcher of like a Carlos Rodon uh, type ilk. What's the difference between him and Rush? Uh, track record. I think you need to have if you're going to trade a Soto, I think you need to have a sure thing. Okay. That that would be that would be my um, that would be my thought, and and I think other than one really bad start against the Cardinals, I, I think Rodon's track record is is much better. I'm not saying that Kyle Wright in the future couldn't be a better pitcher, um, but I don't think I want to take that chance with a player like Soto. Yeah, or you can or you cannot have a player and he gets traded to the Mariners. Then you're done. Now, how, how about this? <laughs> if, if you're if you're the Ducks, do you trade a person like uh, Alcantara? Although, do you even make that trade since you know they're, they're sitting one two? Probably not, right? Well, yeah, the Ducks have a precarious starting pitching staff, so I I don't I don't know if I don't know if he would be the fit. I I, I don't know. I, I'd have to look at it. again. It's off the top of my head, so I don't I don't I don't know. Um, how about this? Hey, Josh, when you listen to this podcast, just call us, and we'll tell you what trade you should make. Would you take Wheeler? Uh, yes, that would be in consideration, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Would you Again, take... uh, you know, I look yeah. at the track record. Mm-hmm. I need there's, – there's, there's strikeouts there. Um, he's pitching better. He might be over whatever issues he had early on in the season. I, I, yes. Okay. All right. Yeah, so I, I I agree that you would need a a big name pitcher, but um, you know, again, you 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 you're taking the risk that he won't be traded. And as time goes on, when more more information comes out about Soto, that then the then the caliber of pitcher that that is offered goes down. Hey, one thing we didn't think about, and I don't know where it stands. I don't know if. Soto can be retained. For some reason, I want to say that this is his last year. It is. Uh, see that 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 really hurts things if you're you're trading him. You know who's a good fit? Who's that? It may be the Rebs. Okay. Like a Walker Bueller. All right. There you go. Just because I'm just looking at his splits between offense and pitching. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. All right. All right. So anyway, uh, so who do you think is going to win it at this? Who, who, who? All right. So who you who are you placing your money on to win, place, and show? Oh, of course, me. Okay. To win, right. uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to take the the, the Bob Free school of you know confidence. Yeah, I'm going to say it's going to be me, uh, the dudes, and the ducks. Okay. Yeah, that's who I would. I'd box it. <laughs> well, as, as I let off in the opening, in the cold open, you, you know how much research I've done on this. So, yeah. actually, it, it's certainly more research than on COVID and, and on the uh, Preakness. So. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd box it. I'd box it for you three. All right. Uh, text talk. Uh, we, we got Bob, Johnny Cueto. Uh, Bob Free says it looks like, it looks like his uh, – Debut uh, on Tuesday actually happened, so yep. Um, we'll see what happens with Johnny Cueto. Bill was out in Pittsburgh this weekend watching the uh, Cardinals and the Pirates. 
and he got to see Bryce Wilson pitch inning in two-thirds and gave up seven earned runs. Yeah, yeah nice, right? Uh, hey, let's jump back for Cueto for a second. Twelve innings, no earned run. Is that what it was? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and then, Bill, we'll get back to you on that pitch – pitch.com thing or pitchcom.com or whatever that was. We, we haven't done any research on that yet. Um, baseball news real quick. Uh, Pujols, he is uh, I'm looking again because that article wasn't correct. So Pujols is actually 11th in hits. He had two over to, since uh, that first article came out. Pujols is uh, 33-16. Paul Molitor is 33-19. Um, he will definitely pass Paul Molitor this year. Not sure if he'll get to Carl Yastrzemski at 34-19. I don't think he has another so, 100 hits in him, but he's going to end up in the top 10. Yeah, just just real quickly, when, when, you, when you brought this up, I guess what amazed me was the fact that I didn't realize Carl Yastrzemski had 3,400 hits. Yeah, yep. Unbelievable. Yeah, I think him and Pete Rose got 3,000 the same year. It's interesting, huh? Mm. Yeah. Um. Uh, Dusty Baker, we, we let this slip two weeks ago or 10 days ago. He got his 2,000th win as a manager. He moved into 10th, passing Bruce Bochy and Leo the Lip the Rocher. Uh, just a note, every manager with 2,000-plus wins is in the Hall of Fame. All right. Um, it, it, interesting. I, I would like to know, of those two uh, managers with 2,000 wins, and I'm not saying that Dusty Baker shouldn't be there, but how many of them did not win a World Series? Um, yeah, that, that, no, uh, and that, that's, that's, that's for, yeah. that's for the next podcast yeah. or the podcast after, uh, I, th- I just looking back, I think there might've been one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Matt Carpenter released by the Rangers. He's the 13th, 13th round pick in 2009 for the Cardinals played 11 years. Uh, his average was 92 runs, 19 homers, 70 RBIs and an 816 OPS. I was a big fan of Matt Carpenter. That's that's a great stat that you have there, the average years because um, I, I think he was much as much as Cardinals fans malign people he was maligned particularly his last couple of years um, with the advent he was he was killed by by the shift um, but he had some really good years and and I think he was down in what was Round Rock or something the the, the Rangers Triple A team and was released with a almost a one. OPS and Bill and I were, were texting back and forth. And I think he probably signed a minor league contract. That was a 30 day contract that said if they didn't bring him up to the major league team, that they would release him so he could find, you know, work someplace else. I, I, I don't know. Do you think he's going to find another job before the season's out? Major uh, league. He's, he's been playing well. And if he signs for the minor league, you know, the major league men, well, I guess he's got to pay a little bit more, but yeah. I, I think he will. Okay. Left-handed stick too. off the bench. He can play a little third, play a little second, play a little first. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he yeah. will. Uh, Left-handed Har- bat with some power, sure. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Matt Harvey uh, got suspended, arrested, whatever, for distributing uh, drugs. Nice. That's why they call him the Dark Knight. There you go, baby. Uh, <laughs> I, I do have a twib note to you. Brought to you by Schaefer. Schaefer, the one beer to have if you're having more than one. This uh, twib note is for a regular guy, regular beer drinking guy, for a guy who thinks he drinks good beer. <laughs> All right? It's a regular beer oh. for a guy who thinks he drinks good beer. All right? So it's okay. Stella or Trois. 
you've uh, you've had a Stella, have you not? Uh, begrudgingly. Yeah. Because yes, because you're right. People uh will have um to your point, Coors and Miller Lite and stuff like that, and say, oh, I have the good stuff, and you get all excited, and then you see that Stella Artois. Yeah. So uh, Stella Artois had a beer advocate of seventy five, and it's probably right on at Rooster Town seventy five. Pretty average. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the way you set that up was 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 perfect. It's yeah, it's it's not a great beer, but but perfect for the common the common the common guys that you called it regular, common guy beer regular guy regular guy the yeah. regular guy beer yeah, regular okay guy beer. um so the only difference with that we could call it the Bob Kirk beer but he knows he drinks bad beer <laughs> so he I, I wouldn't really to, even qualify I don't want to label people all right <laughs> what what are you walking off with. All right. Oh, wait, wait, we want to talk about our podcast corrections real quick. Last real week quick, I yeah. said that uh, the the Angels were for real, and I, I, I think I used the name Brendan Walsh, and I mixed Jared Walsh and Brendan Marsh. And uh, one other correction was the fact that um, we said that the only player that had been released that uh, was part of retention was Blake Trinan, and in that same week the Rebs had released Edmundo Sosa. So that's two players that were retained that – have been dropped there you go um yeah so walking off um I, I know that baseball added a sixth playoff spot but the funny part is is that all you're doing right now as long as you're over 500 you're qualifying um for the playoffs um i want to say that the white Sox are, are just the anomaly they're a game over 500 but um that's all you need to do for qualify for the playoffs right now and i think that speaks to baseball's competitive imbalance yeah um, but maybe that will change. I tend to doubt it. Probably not. Yeah. That's a shame. What about you, Chief? Like What's your walk-off? Uh, I'm walking off with Johnny Cueto. He's doing so well, his name still needs to be continuously repeated. <laughs> Ooh, there's going to be some monkey points in that one. 12 innings, <laughs> 12 innings, 8 hits, uh, four, only 4 walks. That's not bad. 12 Ks in 12 innings. He's pitched well enough. To get two wow. wins, though he hasn't he hasn't won any, um, it's just a matter of time. And uh, yeah, Johnny Cueto, and we have a we have a walk off song uh, to kind of commemorate him back in baseball, and maybe back All in right. the push league. We'll see. All right, Chief, that sounds good. I can't wait to hear it. You uh, have a good week. You too. Yeah. So there we go.